0: Good morning, church family. This is Flo Blankenship, and I have today's scripture reading for you. Um, I also wanted to let you know that uh, my passion is for the women's ministry and for women in general. And if you need connection um, right now or someone to pray for you or with you or um, anything like that, please reach out to me, because I would love to um, come alongside you and just help in any way I can. so today's reading is from James 2:14 through 20. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but he does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God. Good, even the demons believe that and shudder.
1: Hey, thanks for joining me at Grace Online. Hey, we've been uh, doing our very best to make our services each week better and better online because we're trying to help um, you have the best experience you can have. Um, in doing that, let me introduce some things to you. We've been walking through a book uh, called James. And uh, if you've never read this New Testament book, it's an amazing book. It's a short book. It doesn't take very long to read. And the very first week that we introduced the book, we talked about the concept of what's vital to our lives. What a great question to ask, right, in this season. What's really vital? And we talked about one thing is vital is just the devotion a quiet time, a hang time with God, which is where you and I spend time with God, hearing God's voice and spending time with him in a personal way. The second week, we talked about happiness versus joy and the difference in those two biblical concepts of happiness and joy. And uh, we talked about the hang time again, but we expanded the hang time to talk about a word, a win and a wrestle. Just three ways for you and I to think about when we're spending time with God and spending time with other people to be able to get our, a grasp of happiness versus joy, and the joy comes out of hearing God's voice, his word, sharing how he's at work in our lives with others, and also sharing our struggles with one another. And in the midst of that, there's a joy that can't be stolen from you, where happiness certainly can based on circumstance. Last week, we talked about you know just slowing down, slowing down and opening up more to people. And we ask you to take a risk and begin to reveal that word, that win, and that wrestle with someone that you trust, maybe your group, Um, maybe a trusted friend, maybe someone in your family, and even with us, and I gotta tell you, you all did an amazing job. Um, When I read the connect cards this week, you were very, many of you were very genuine, you were very honest, you were very transparent, and one of the things I I negate sometimes to share every detail, because I don't remember them, but um, one of the things I should share with you is when you fill out a connect card at Grace, it's very private, only the leadership reads the cards. Someone had uh, sent me an email and said, Please don't share what I shared on the Connect card as a prayer concern with the church. We don't do that ever. If you want a prayer concern shared with the church, you email Ruth Thomas, and that comes out each week in our announcements. When you email her, those prayer concerns are shared publicly so that people can pray over whatever shared. But when you share something on your Connect card, it's private. Only the leaders see that. So hopefully that'll help you with being able to share even more on your Connect card from week to week. So this week, as we're continuing the book of James, um, we're going to talk about what's on your p- playlist. So your playlist, you know, what's on your playlist? So when I think about my playlist, I think about, you know, my, my phone or uh, back in the day, creating a playlist with a tape or even a CD. And there were just certain things were on it. And if you were to show me your playlist, you know, what genres on it, what artists are on it, what style of music is on it, I could learn a lot about you and you could probably learn a lot about me. And so when I look at Christians today, I ask the question in my mind when I look at this passage that you just heard read, what's on their playlist? And what's at the heart of what was read earlier is, you know, this idea of integrity, wholeness. I don't know if you understand integrity because integrity is a word we use, but we don't talk a lot about it in the culture. Integrity has the same root as the word integer. And if you're a math geek, an integer has the idea of a whole number, not a partial number, not a decimal, not a fraction, not pieces, but whole. And so integrity has this idea of wholeness, that who I am here is the same the way I am here, that regardless of the situation or where I am, I'm the same person. Whether I'm sharing this message with you, or with my family at home, or I'm out in a sporting event with you, that Larry is the person you get in all three situations. And that I'm not trying to change who I am for different variations or reason. So thankful that Flo had the opportunity to share this week and share that passage with you out of the book of James. Um, you also have an opportunity to connect with Flo who is passionate about women's ministry. And so thankful she read, but also thankful you got to, to, to see someone new inside the church and to connect with them. And so if you're excited about women's ministry, um, connect with Flo and learn more about how you can be engaged in that. So after she read James 2, 14 through 19, um, what we want to do is talk about this idea of integrity, oneness, wholeness. And the reality is, is there's always been a struggle between faith getting disconnected from our life. A lot of people like to compartmentalize faith. Faith is what I do at church. Faith is what I do at this part of my life. But faith doesn't mix with My politics, faith doesn't mix with my living, my parenting, my marriage. Faith doesn't mix with all these different areas. It's boxed in over here. And I think at the heart of this passage that was read is the idea that James was trying to say, no, 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 what you do, how you live, your works is the way he used it, and what you believe are supposed to be working together. And this is where integrity comes to play in. So James is saying faith is lived out, it's not just something that you believe. And it's not separate from action, it's right at the heart of it. So what defines that playlist? When people look at your playlist, your faith playlist, how much integrity do they see? Well, the first thing that you can look at when you're trying to define that for yourself and for for me, is what does the community and your family see? So we look at our lives, when we look at faith, what does the community and my family see? 14 says, you know, what good is it, brothers, if a man claims to have faith, but they have no deeds? Can can such faith save them? So if there's this disconnect, one of the ways that you can discover where the disconnect is and begin to have a conversation about it is to ask people who are close to you. One of the things that's happened, I think, recent in our practice of faith and why it's not whole is, again, we like to compartmentalize faith. We have our social life. We have our political life. We have our work life. And somehow we dissect faith from every one of those. Many of you in Facebook um, don't think very quickly about what you're going to post, why you should or shouldn't post it, and how it might impact how people see faith with regard to you when you're thinking about your playlist. Uh, Recently, the whole issue with George Floyd has been an issue that's been blowing up. It's blowing up our whole country. It's, It's showing... That there's great division still in the area of race and social areas especially with um, law enforcement now whether you land here or here is not what i want to talk about or to present to you what i want to talk about is when you post or when you have a conversation about a heated topic as heated as this is as important as this is is your first thought what does jesus think And if I share something, how does it impact his reputation and not mine? And that's something that I think would be a great test. When you look at the community and you look at your family and you start talking about hot topics like this, topics that sometimes we don't even want to bring up because we know it it could explode. It could explode. Is our first thought, how does this impact the reputation of Christ? And do I look at this through a lens of faith? And if we don't look at it through a lens of faith, then I think there's a disconnect between our faith and our practice. And that's just one example. You can look at this example through how you view the situation regarding homelessness. You can look at this as an example of how do you view the situation of pro-life or pro-choice. Do you say, what is the lens of faith by which that I place over this? And how does what I share impact the reputation of Jesus? with regard to people around me. And people will tell you, if you ask them, and we'll talk about that in a second, that there might be a disconnect. And this is an area you can begin to look at. Another thing you can look at is, how much lip service do you give in the course of a week with people? How much lip service do you give? So when I think about this topic, you know, I suppose brothers or sisters without, you know, real clothes or, or food, or they're hungry, and you say, hey, God, I wish you well, but you do nothing about their physical need, right? James is hitting right at this idea of lip service, which is a big deal. One of the the key phrases we hear all the time in the Christian church, especially it's at least one I hear, is when someone shares a real heartfelt need, they share a real issue, they share something they're really wrestling with. You know, maybe it's this situation that we just talked about. You know, with with what's going on in our country, and they share it heartfelt. Here's what they're sharing, and someone says flippantly, "Well, I'll pray for you on that. I'll pray for you on that." There's a big difference in giving people lip service. I'll pray for you on that. And in that moment, praying for them. I mean, it's so subtle, but it's so important, the difference. So when I look at your Connect cards each week, it would be very easy to go, and I've seen people do this when people submit cards like that. They'll look over, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they'll read them. And then after they read them, they'll put their hands on the whole stack and go, let me pray. That's not praying. When you read someone's heartfelt concern, and then you stop and you say, let me pray for this situation, this person's life right now. And you pray for that. That's no longer lip service. That's prayer service. And when I pray for you and I pray heartfelt, and then I tell you, I prayed for you, it's very different. Also, like when you're in person with someone, someone shares a real, and you're, you're you know six feet in person with someone, but six feet away, you can still pray. And they And they say, could you pray for me on this? And don't say, I'll pray for you on it. Pray for them on it. This is the difference in lip service and really giving of yourself to service. And this is at the heart of what James is hitting at in verses 15 and 16. He's like, don't just see the needs of people, engage in the needs of people. One of the areas I'm proud of in our church where this is our deacons. Our deacons do an amazing job of reaching out to people and say, what's going on and how can I help you? And when there's a real need that services, they meet it. Another way to be, begin to think about what's on your playlist, you know, what, what is there a disconnect in the integrity and the wholeness of your life with regard to faith and practice is look at belief and faith and that they should be both on the playlist, that there should be a merger between the two. James says in the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied with action or by action, is dead. I love it when he says, I will show you my faith by what I do. You know how many people have said things to me just recently, a guy said, well, I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. Where'd you get that idea? How is your faith and your belief working together? What have you read in the scriptures? Do you see a lot of people in the scriptures and the Bible that say, you know what, I'm just going to hang out and I really don't need to be part of any type of gathering. I can just grow on my own. I'll just watch online. There's plenty of online messages right now, right? So I'll just watch those. And you know what? And I'll just grow as a believer. The problem is, is Hebrews, the book of Hebrews says, you know, you should not forsake the gathering of God's saints, God's people. That he's saying that what should be happening in our life is that when people look at our life and they look at the actions of our life, that they reflect the character of the person that we say we're to follow, who is Christ. That's just one example. Another one I saw that's a, it's a negative example, and sometimes you can find positive ones, but a negative example is, <coughs> I've talked to a student one time who said, I know you keep asking me about baptism, and I've said that I've made a profession, I believe in Jesus, but I don't want to be baptized. You see, built into the Christian faith, at the very beginning, the very first step that we're gonna take is believe, it says all through scripture, and be baptized. They're connected, believe, and be baptized. Now, if someone believes and they don't have the opportunity to be baptized and they put all their faith and all their hope and all their trust in what Christ has done for them, they died for their sins, their sins are forgiven because of what Christ has accomplished and they die before they can be baptized, do they go to heaven? And yes, they do. But what about the person who says, I will not be baptized even though now I know in scripture I should, but I refuse not to be. What James is saying here is that person should really question Do they really believe? Do they really believe? Because faith, that's real faith, must be accompanied by action. So how do I know that you believe? I'm gonna show you through believer's baptism when my life is connected with Christ and his life, that I'm connected with his death and burial, and that I'm connected with his resurrection when I come out of the water. Why do I do it? Because of how much I love Jesus. And how much my faith now is connected to action this is what's at the heart of this book do you believe in bible study do you believe that christians should get together they should study the bible talk about the bible read the bible have a dialogue about the bible have a dialogue about what god has said do you believe that well then there's a simple way to find out if you really believe it and it's to answer the question are you in a growth group are you in a group with people where you have that conversation, where you take what God is saying to you during the week and you share it with them and you say, look, here's what God shared with me, the word. Here's all the cool ways I see this at work around in my life and here's what I'm wrestling with. Because if you're not doing that, do you really believe it? I'll, I'll illustrate it to you probably one of the simplest way I ever heard. Um, of course, it's a, it's a student illustration, but I think it's a good one. I'm standing this week because I really wanted to get back to, to preaching a little more active with you and, and getting ready for some of our, our public services. But, but if I had a chair, And I told you that I believe that this chair will hold me now I've gained some weight over the COVID-19 and I love the fact what some of y'all say, I've done great. I lost weight. Well, I found the weight. I found the weight. But with that added weight, um, will this chair hold me? Will it? I don't know. I mean, it looks sturdy. I believe it will hold me. Well, how do I know when my faith and my action are working together toward belief? Well, it's when I actually then sit in the chair. And I see if it will hold me. And when I'm sitting in the chair and then I see that it holds me, my faith and my actions are now working together. That's what's at the heart of this part of what James is saying. He says, I'll show you my faith by what I do. That his faith is not merely a thought. It's not merely something here or even something that's in his heart. Okay, it's not just a passion thing. It's not just something that's even centered around his life. It's evidenced in what the Bible often calls fruit. So how do you get a different playlist if you've struggled with this idea of wholeness and integrity that James is hitting at here? Because I've struggled with this at different points in my life for different various reasons. How do you get back to a place that you can change the channel and really see this at work in your life? And the first way that's a very simple way But it's a tough way is what we call the gut check. And that means you just ask. You just ask. And you ask someone that's close to you, what good is it my brothers, this idea of brethren, if you have no deeds? Is that faith real? And it's really hard, but you start to ask people close to you. You ask your family. You ask friends. You ask people that you do ministry with. You ask people that you're tight with. One of the people that most impressed me growing up, one of my favorite preachers, I don't know if you have one of those, maybe it's me, probably not, but one of my favorite preachers growing up was a guy named Chuck Swindoll. Now, maybe you never heard of Chuck, he was just when I was growing up and growing up in the faith, I listened to his messages and I always felt challenged. And I always felt like the guy loved me. Even when he was in my grill, I really felt that way. There was just something about the connection. And I loved this guy's teaching. I loved hearing him every week teach. And I still love it when I get a chance to hear him. Well, recently, a few years ago, he was given a Lifetime Achievement Award as a leader. And it was so cool to hear this guy who I think has, has really earned it say, there's 10 things about leadership I'd like to share with you since I'm getting a lifetime achievement award as a leader. And one of the ones that really hit home, no pun intended for me was he says, it's hardest at home, it's hardest at home and he told a story about having some friends over some missionary friends that were staying at their house and his wife was there and they're trying to cook breakfast for this couple and they want to get things ready for them and um, they just want to have a great visit while they're there because these people work hard to share you know the good news with people all across the world and now they've got this moment for a break and while they're cooking the smoke alarm went off you ever have you've had that happen right and it's just yeah 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 i mean just going off and they're just trying to figure out how to stop. it. of course, his, he grabs a ladder and he grabs the ladder and he jumps up to the thing. And his wife's kind of, you know, prodding him and yelling at him. She's like, turn it off. He's like, I'm trying. Pull the battery out. And he's trying to figure out how to get the cover off, to get the battery off. And, and she's like, pull the stinking battery out. He finally loses it. This hero of the faith of mine. And he looks down at his wife on this ladder and says, shut up. Whoa. One, some of you can't believe I just said that, right, in church. But but here's the other part of that. I couldn't believe my hero on the face said it. But his, his admonition that it's hardest at home has to do with none of us are perfect. None of us are going to get it right all the time. But we also should have some authenticity, some wholeness, some integrity to look at the people closest to us, tightest to us, and every once in a while say, hey, is this okay? Is there something off here. I can do this with my wife. I can do this somewhat with my family. A little harder with your kids at times because of your your role with them as father. I can do this with some people in my growth group to a certain level. And of course, if you're in recovery, this is another place you can do this. So how often do you have that gut check? How often do you ask people, how am I doing? When you look at my public life, my life on social media, my life out here, does it reflect well on Jesus? Or does it reflect poorly on him? Is there a disconnect? And then listen to what they share with you. You don't have to argue with them. And then pray and process what they give you. This happens all the time in the recovery process. And if you have a hurt, a hang up or habit that you're just stuck on, I want to remind you every Thursday, 6 p.m. there's a public online gathering. and then there's a private share group where people get authentic like this at 7 o'clock. And those groups you can find out all about on our website. Just go to our website and click on how to get connected to learn about recovery. You should also do this in group and you should do this with your family. The second way, if you really want to change the, the playlist, change change the channel, is you need to serve, serve. He says, suppose your brother or sisters without clothes and daily food. You know, what good is it unless you actually serve? You meet the actual need. One of the things that we asked you to do a few weeks ago was to sign up for Share His Road. Today's the very last day. Today's the last day to do that. And the reason we asked you to do that, maybe you couldn't for different reasons, but the reason we asked is we wanted something that got all of us with the capacity to serve when we couldn't meet physically. And that allowed us to do that. I'm, I'm happy to share with you uh, as of right now, uh, we've raised um, as a total about $1,600. And John's told me uh, when we deduct the t-shirts and expenses, we're going to probably have a check of a little over $1,300. bucks. we are going to be able to give to a charity that really has need in this season. And that's pretty awesome. So that's one of the ways to service, to sign up for things like that and, and, and use your energy and your time and your talent and your treasures to move in this direction. Another way is help us open up. And we've looked at the governor's requirement, and I know some of you have been asking questions um, about uh, the announcements this week. And, And here's the reality. We want to open up the church, but we have to do it with a pace that's in alignment with what the governor's doing and with the restrictions he's placed on us. And one of the things that we need more than we've ever needed are people to be in ushers, people to help with cleaning chairs, people to help us administer a ticketing system so that we can make sure we don't have too many people in the space at one time. We need greater people as a part of our guest services team in the parking lot and, again, to clean chairs and put those things out. We also need to double the size of our AV team coming up very soon because we're going to start broadcasting in a better way um, to you on Facebook and on Online Church because we know that even once we start to gather in smaller pieces, some people are still going to be gathering at home for a long time through this, and we want the ability to expand our ministry to serve people where they are that maybe serving means helping an AV. If one of these areas is an area you would be interested in serving, would you let me know? Would you put it on your connect card? Because that's really what your next step is. And we want really to ask you to share your next step. Share your next step with me, share it with friends. But he's James talks about in verses 17 through 19, he says, show me your faith without deeds. And again, I'll show you by what I do. And then he says something that is so powerful. He says, you believe that there's one God, good, Even the demons believe that and shudder. Even the demons believe there's one God. Even the demons believe Jesus was the son of God. Even the demons believe that Jesus died for the sins of all the world. But what separates their belief from them being saved and their lives being changed is their obedience and willingness to be in action. And that's what I want to call you to do is to be in action with that next step. To begin to gather again as a church, we've been gathering online, but to gather in public, we're gonna need a lot of help. And one of the things when I ask you that I'm hoping people have been doing, some people have really struggled with this, is would you please invite people online to participate? Um, they can participate with you online. They can also, now that small groups are open and we can gather in smaller groups and homes, don't be afraid to invite someone to your home to watch the service, family, friends, neighbors to connect with God's word, to connect with God's message each week, and to help them to begin to see how they can move forward. That's a way that you can actually begin to serve as well, but also to share as a next step. Another next step that you can do in sharing is this, get your growth groups restarted. If you haven't started being as a growth group again, restart. You can do this, you can do it digitally, if that's what you're comfortable doing, but you can also do it in person if you follow certain guidelines, and we're here to help you do that. And then um, also with if, if you're not in a growth group, launch one launch one or get in one it's the biggest thing you can do in the season i think to feel connected um share his road like i told you earlier has been successful but i also want to let you know one of the things you you all already did i'm so proud of and sharing and in serving is you raised over fifteen hundred dollars for puerto rico for their disaster relief so you've been giving of your time um it's been harder in the season but there's ways to give you've been giving of talent and you've been given a treasure, and that's where God wants us to be. And so one of the things I want to help, we've been doing as a church, we've been learning a new way to help people do more of this and giving of time, talent, and treasure is we've created a new way for you to give financially, and we're hoping it'll be helpful for you and make it easier for you to give. So maybe that's an area that you've let go lax in the season. Maybe you've prayed for people, maybe you've done some service, but you've not been supporting your local church If you've not been doing that, can I ask you to do that? Can I ask you to take a faith step today and to support your church financially? And I want to make it easier for you to do that. So if you would text 77977, that's the number, 77977. And if that number you would text Grace Seaford, you'll be given a whole new way that's easier to give. That might make it easier for you to give and be a part of some of these things that we've been doing with helping with disaster relief with helping give money to love in the name of Christ, with helping people in our community that have certainly needed support in this season. Maybe today you need to think about how you can involve people more in your group at home, involve people again more in online, and maybe you've even felt God say, you need to share the good news with a friend. These are all ways I think that you can share as a next step, that you can share what God is doing and put your faith To action maybe you're one of those people that you've been waiting on baptism you know we're getting ready to do a few baptisms at the church we're allowed to do those we're going to be doing those and we're going to be videoing those and we're going to share those with you maybe you're one of those folks that you need to be baptized that you understand that Jesus has paid for your sins that you're ready to take that action now and put that together with his life his life his death his burial and his resurrection and that you're ready to be baptized let me know right on the card if you want to know more about baptism and if I can help you take that step. So this week, here's what I'm asking you to do. Would you affirm your playlist? Look at it real hard and affirm it. Look at where it is. Would you sign up for the next step? And then would you put that into action by showing up? So affirm whatever playlist you got. Let's just be real honest. Have some integrity. Have some wholeness. And then would you sign up and show up? One of the areas that I want to affirm before I pray this out is uh, um, without using their name, uh, someone recently shared with me, you know, I want to serve the church. I want to see Jesus' kingdom expand. It's a very difficult season. And they've been making masks each week. They've been making masks to help others out. Um, but they also said, if grace needs masks, if the church needs masks to get going and to, to help with that, I'll help with that. That's the kind of creative thinking that we need in the season. And I just wanna affirm that person, if you're watching right now and you're watching again this week, thank you. That's the kind of thinking is the next few weeks as we get going, that's gonna make a huge difference in the expansion of God's kingdom and our ability to impact the lives of people around us. And then would you sign up today, like I asked you on the connect card, would you use the connect card to list some areas of service in the season? If the connect card doesn't work for you, email me directly, it's okay, I get both. Um, I'm not hung up on process, I'm just hung up on connecting with you and connecting with results. But would you help us in a couple of those areas? Would you help us clean this church and get ready for a smaller group gathering? Would you help us putting out chairs so people can stay socially distant as we start to figure that out? Would you help us in a ticketing system so we can keep under the the attendance requirements that the state has put on us? Would you help us in the greeting and the usher team? And if you have any technical experience in the area of video, any technical experience in the area of presentation, um, any of those, Would you let me know because we're going to have to double the size of our EV team to be able to take the next step, to be able to live stream our services to you and to more people so that we can actually share who Jesus is more. And then this week, would you please show up? Share his road. If you haven't signed up, sign up today. The link is right on the website. Go to our website, graceheaver.org, Click right there in the middle. Share his road. Um, That link will be up until the end of tonight sunday and then i'll take it down but that's one more way that you can help serve and get out and do something healthy can i pray for you and would you let me pray for you right now and pray that your faith would not be disconnected from your practice so that you can experience all that god wants you to experience in your life let me pray for you our father thank you for faith your faith lord is the evidence of things that are unseen and God, in our lives, when we get honest with ourselves, we see where we are, but we don't want to stay there. We'd like to move in a better direction. But God, sometimes we just need to get the car moving. We need to take a step. And that's where you know James has been so clear with us in this letter. You know, faith without action, that's dead faith. That's not faith that works. And the reality is, is our faith needs to be working right in conjunction with our actions. God, I guarantee for everyone listening right now, and for me included, we know what a next step is in our lives. We know there's a way that we can respond with faith to expand your kingdom, whether it's in serving in a certain area of the church, serving a certain area of the community, or Lord, I'm giving so that more people's lives can be changed. God, we know there's ways that we can serve and serve you greater. Help us to have the courage to take the step needed. And then I already know what will happen, Lord. We'll see the evidence, the win in our lives of how you're more at work. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for attending online. Uh, more to come this week about opening. We're going to do, um, just to make things clear, because some people were unclear, we're going to do a leader only service coming up this week to work out all the bugs. And then our hope is the very following week, and I'll get that date to you when that comes. On a Thursday, we'll begin to do a very soft opening with, with a few people. And we'll do that through a ticketing system so we can be fair. And then we're going to move as the technology allows us to, to open up more of the building by going through live streaming. We're going to begin to open up more on Saturdays and Sundays as far as services. More to come on that. Just be patient. Um, God is God is definitely allowing us to move forward. Not God, but I should say the state is allowing us to move forward in different ways, and we're figuring that out. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a blessed Sunday, and I hope I get to see you this week somewhere online.